Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you on a wonderful Thursday, January 13th, the L.A. Galaxy Getting ready to start preseason camp coming up this weekend. Uh, got through the MLS Super Draft. Three picks out of four that they had. We're going to talk about those draft picks. It's going to be joined by Farai Matatu here in just minutes. So we're going to quickly get through our intro here. Uh, new player edition. Actually, not new player. Old player edition coming back to the LA Galaxy we know about. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Where the, where the roster stands and rumors that seem to be withering on the vine and dying and going away. Uh, some crickets from the LA Galaxy as well. So we got a lot to get to tonight. It's just me. I say we. It's the royal we. We, the listeners, the people in the chat room, all those fun people right here with us, ready to rock and roll on this wonderful Thursday. Again, as we get ready, LA Galaxy very, very quickly approaching uh, this uh, this preseason camp. We have physicals starting on Saturday. Everybody's supposed to report on Sunday. So a lot of things that are sort of going to start falling into, and we have a roster that is currently officially at 23. Um, and having said that, I think that uh, we all realize that's probably at 24. We're going to talk about a little bit about that. But the LA Galaxy get through um, a little bit of a uh, uh, of a super draft. And the Galaxy had a, a first round pick again uh, for I Mutatu here should be joining us shortly. They also got a second round pick in Calum Johnson and a third round pick in Chandler Vaughn. And everybody loves the the uh, the final third round pick that they had. Uh, and it came in as everybody's favorite player, which is past, um, which I always I always enjoy and always uh, always take a look at. So, um, yeah, this is this is sort of where we're at with the uh, with the L.A. Galaxy and the draft picks. It's funny. I went through and looked at all the L.A. Galaxy draft picks uh, throughout the entire entire going all the way back to 1996. Uh, Greg Vanny, by the way, was the second ever L.A. Galaxy draft pick. He was drafted in the second round in 1996. So technically, Farai has a head has a little bit of of, uh, of a heads up on on Greg Vanny. Farai's a first round draft pick. Greg Vanny a second round draft pick. I just thought that was interesting. Whenever you look at the the history of the Galaxy, and there have been some unbelievably fun, you know, draft picks throughout. The, you look at Clint Mathis in 1998, a first round draft pick. Um, it wasn't until 2002, by the way, that the LA Galaxy didn't even have a first round draft pick. Every other time they had a first round draft pick. But going into some of these things. 
you can sort of uh, see that. And, and that year, they actually had three second round draft picks. So the most players the LA Galaxy ever drafted, it happened in two years. Uh, it happened in, I think, 2003 and 2005, if I can carry my stuff all the way. Oh, excuse me, 2002 and 2004, uh, where the LA Galaxy added eight players to the draft. Eight players through the draft. So um, anyway, that's 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 it was just interesting as we sort of broke some stuff down and take took a look at some different things uh, of the draft pick. And, you know, going back and looking and certainly, you, you know, you're going to hear the hypocrisy that, that comes from me here, which is uh, I'm not a huge fan of of MLS drafts, super drafts anymore. I think that they've lost a little bit. But the story that we're about to hear and certainly the, the man we're about to talk to. Um, certainly gives some some excitement to the draft. So if you're going to have anything, if you're going to have a feel-good moment, you should have a feel-good moment. And uh, you're talking about a guy uh, in Farai Matatu who has overcome a lot of obstacles and done a lot of things. So, um, you know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting hearing from him and, and certainly read a lot of the interviews. If you haven't read uh, Damian Calhoun's article, I retweeted it. Um, you should check that out as well. But just uh just a just a lot of a lot of interesting um, you know stories certainly behind uh, Farai and his his journey to get to uh, Major League Soccer and when you when you say that whenever you say you know yeah it's a it's a journey to get to Major League Soccer it, it really was a, a journey for this man and so we'll uh, we'll do our best hopefully I hit all the right buttons but joining us uh, on the phone right now from Michigan where it's after uh, I believe eleven o'clock so he's being a trooper for us uh, he's supposed to be making his way out here to the uh, to the West Coast as well so uh, a, a big round of applause a big thank you uh, for the LA Galaxy's first round super draft pick uh, Farai Matatu Farai are you there. Hey, how you doing? I, how I, you doing, Josh? I am doing excellent. Thank you so much for staying up late for us. I, I, I know it's not early. I, I know you're a college kid and you can stay up till 11, but at the same time, <laughs> you should be resting, right? Because you, you have a long trip ahead of you. Are you starting tomorrow or are you headed to, headed to Los Angeles tomorrow? Yeah, so um, I fly out tomorrow um, evening. And, um, and so, yeah, I'll be headed to bed pretty soon, but, um, you know, I, I wouldn't miss it. Um, thank you guys for having me on. Oh, it's a, it's our absolute pr- pleasure. Uh, you know, the the I would say the feel good story of the draft for sure. Um, but just uh, I have to ask you because, you know, um, the, the the draft and certainly uh, my opinions on the draft, everybody in, in the show knows uh, just about its importance and, and how it goes. But but your story and, and sort of how it got announced and everything. Um, Greg Vanny gets up there. You see Greg Vanny. He's he's on the video. Did you have any <laughs> idea that the L.A. Galaxy were interested in you at all? So, um, you know, I think in that moment you, um, you know, the moment you're kind of waiting for your name to be called and, um, you know, I'm aware of LA Galaxy. I think I, you know, I saw them at the combine, but to be honest, you know, it was, it was a big surprise. It was a big surprise for me and, and, and my family. And so, um, when I saw coach up there and, and the next thing I, the next thing I see is my parents, it was, uh, I couldn't really describe how I was feeling. I was definitely shocked for sure. Yeah, a little a little trick there by MLS for those who haven't seen the video. Uh, it's out there on social media, and, and you see your parents up there, and and the audio didn't come through, and it didn't even matter that they, that it didn't come through because because <laughs> obviously you knew your parents weren't there announcing somebody else. So it was a it was you. Um, I, I heard in the, I heard in the interview you said um, said that you were surprised even that they were able to figure out Zoom or, or that they got that. Is that is that is that sort of a, cor- a correct statement there? Yeah, you know, I think that was that was probably my my second uh my second surprise was like, man, I'm like my mom is figuring out Zoom and uh, which is pretty cool, you know. I th- and I think they and I think MLS did a good job of trying to help them out and making sure that they had everything figured out. So 
um, you know, they, it was it was honestly like a really special moment. Um, and I think you know even everyone on this side of of uh, of the sea was was really happy to see that my parents on there. Well, well, your parents uh, and if, if people haven't been following the story, but your parents are in Zimbabwe, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and they had to go back when you were in middle school. I think if I read that correctly. Yeah, yeah, they had to go back when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you stayed with your your older siblings. So, so you haven't seen them in in quite some time, correct? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, since middle school, I haven't been able to see them. So, so all this leading up to it, and and obviously, you know, mm-hmm. when we look at the the hurdles that you have been able to sort of you know push your way through, you you have that. I mean. Um, in middle school, I'll tell you right now, I was not prepared to ever be separated from my parents like that. Um, so already, mm-hmm. you know, sort of taking this one step, then you go through middle school, through high school, you get a scholarship at Michigan State, you 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 play, you, you know, you sort of fight through. Then there's a global pandemic, by the way, that's sort of trying to th- uh, mm. slow some things down as well. I mean, is it when you look at this journey that you've made and certainly with the selection from the L.A. Galaxy, are you impressed with what you've been able to accomplish so far? Um. Man, I think um, it's a moment where, you know, when you get to celebrate with your family and the, and the people that you've gone through this journey with, um, you kind of take it all in and you take a moment to just breathe and say, okay, wow. Um, we just look back and say, look at what God has done. Look at what we've been able to accomplish through this time. And, and I, I, I thank my parents a lot because, you know, they're, they're hardworking parents and they, they instilled in us, um, you know, values and and core principles that we kind of hold on to. Um, and so, you know, I think it's a, it's a definitely, it's been a journey and it's one of those things where we're, we're happy to, um, to be together still and, and take on whatever is next. Well, I, I heard in the, uh, in the combine, they had you playing multiple positions at, at Michigan state. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a lot of success obviously as, as a forward. I, I think it was a forward, at least you were listed as a forward, um, mm-hmm. in, in there. Uh, I know in the combine, I heard that they had you playing some wing where, where you've had some, but they also had you playing some defense too. Do you think, and certainly looking at Greg Vanny and his history of, of choosing versatility, do you think your, your ability, your, your ability to adapt to those different positions thrown into this situation in the combine, do you think that played a role in, in being selected by the galaxy? Um, you know, I think throughout my college years, um, I, I know I started off playing as a winger and then in my, my senior year, I was a, as a forward and as a, as a true, like, number nine. Um, and even growing up, I played a little bit of, you know, number 10 or center men. So mm-hmm. um, I've been able to play different positions. And, um, and I thank my coaches, you know, for, for being able to help me adapt and, and learn different styles of play. Um, and, yeah, you know, at the combine, I, I played mostly right back. And so um, it, it was different, but I was able to see um, an attack in a different way and, you know, and have to defend. And so... Uh, to be honest, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll be I'll be ready for whatever uh, is going to help the team and um, in whatever way that you know coach you know thinks is best. But I'm just you know I'm just happy to to learn and um, and see what's best for the team. What you know, I often ask players this, and sometimes maybe it's hard for them to to sort of define their own own positives. But what what do you bring to the soccer field whenever you're on the field? Um, you know, I think uh, like I mentioned, you know, I, I grow I, I grew up with a hardworking family, and so. I think that's something that I always try to have and um, and bring on the field is um, to work as hard as I can, um, no matter who you're playing against. And you know, I think I I love I love to dribble. I love to 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 share the ball with my teammates and, and to score goals. Um, and so you know, I think that's a way that I've been able to help my team, whether that's by assisting or scoring. And um, and I think that's something I'll, I'll be able to bring to to a team. And um, 
and definitely get better in as well, you know, playing with um, with the top players. Now, now I read in an article that you have been to Los Angeles once before, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think it was it was with a church group on a mission. Yes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so, what did you think? What did you get to experience um, with Los Angeles? And maybe what are you what are you looking forward to outside of the soccer stuff? I know there's always a focus on the soccer stuff, but what are you looking forward mm-hmm. to sort of coming to Los Angeles? Um. Yeah. Definitely. I think you know I came um, in the summer of my freshman year. Uh, it was it was a really cool experience, and um, the people that I got to go on that trip with that I'm really still really close with, and and the church group that we got to stay at was. Uh, um, in South Central LA, and so we got to learn more about the city. Got to learn, you know, got to learn more about the history and um, and what people are already doing in the city, whether that's to help, um, you know, the homeless or whatever it is, and and just to understand the culture of LA and, and different stuff like that. And so um, it was on, it was honestly like a great experience and impacted me and got to see um, the world in a different way. And so I'm actually excited to be able to go back and kind of take what I've learned in the last you know two and a half or three years. Um, and then, you know, even learn more and then, um, um, you know, share my experiences as well. well. Well, somebody in the chat room said uh, to to let you know that it's been kind of a cold winter out here. It's dipped below 70 degrees a couple of times. So uh, we hope <laughs> we, we, we hope that you're prepared for all of this. All, 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 and, and, and by the way, somebody says also there's no snow days, so don't expect any snow days either. So um. what? No Sundays. OK, all right. I can't, you know what? That's something I could definitely get used to. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm very sure. No, no, I, I'm sure it is. Um, but I mean, this is this is a big step. And, and you know, we, we, we joke about it a lot uh, and certainly it's you know soccer's supposed to be fun and we, we do it but there's some i mean it, it's it's you're facing a difficult path ahead right this is not just the the end of a journey but it's a it's a beginning of a journey because you know trying to make mm-hmm. the team doing all these things is is not easy i mean what what's going through your mind as you're getting ready to come to to LA and and you know and and play in the preseason with the LA Galaxy um you know i think for me um uh, understanding that it's definitely going to be a challenge and it's definitely going to be something that, um, you know, I've been working towards um, to be given this opportunity. I'm thankful for uh, the opportunity, um, but I know that I got to stick to, you know, what, I, what I'm good at and, uh, and be brave. Um, and honestly, just kind of learn from the senior guys, um, soak in all that I can um, and, and, be wi- and be willing and ready to learn. And I think that's um, something I've been able to do, you know, in my past and, um, and I hope to continue that. Um, it's definitely going to be uh, a beautiful challenge, and and uh, and but uh, we're ready for it. And uh, do you, do you have a, a player you're most looking forward to to meeting whenever you get on the field? Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, I kind of grew up watching Kicharito, and um, and you know, he's a, he's definitely a player that I've looked up to as a forward, and so it'll be cool just to learn from him and um, and to see how he operates and and. Um, you know, carries himself, um, you know, in a closer way. Yeah. That's a, I'm, I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he, he loves talking to people. So I'm sure that you're going to get, uh, you're going to get a lot from him. He's a, he's a good guy. Um, uh, have you had, <laughs> have you had a chance to talk to Greg Vanny yet? I know everything's sort of a whirlwind. Um, sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. the media, we get to jump in line before coach even has a chance to talk to you, but, uh, did you get to talk to Greg? And if so, what, what did he tell you? Yeah, I got, he, he called me, um, after, uh, they announced the pick and, you know, we had a, you know, a good conversation. Um, I got to, we got to introduce each other and um, he just gave me a nice welcome. Um, he told me that, you know, uh, camp is starting soon and um, that he was uh, excited to see me. So um, 
Yeah, that's uh, that's what we talked about. Yeah, he has. Uh, he you could see the smile on his face whenever he was getting ready to announce it. I have to imagine, and I said this sort of in the in the lead up to talking to you. Greg Vanny was a second round pick by the LA Galaxy in 1996. So he was their second ever draft pick that sort of got put in there. But you're a first round draft pick. So, you know, you sort of get to hold that over his head for a little bit. So, you know, if I was you, I would go in and, you know, hey, coach, I'm the first round. You're the second round draft pick. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's what you're going to do, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably not. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, he's a, he's, <laughs> he's a he's a he's a he's a phenomenal guy. And, um, you know, he's just such a really smart coach. And um, I'm really excited to be able to learn from him. And um, it's been cool being able to see him, you know, as a coach and, and also as a player. So uh, that's definitely something I'm, I'm looking forward to. Well, for right, we certainly appreciate you stopping by. I'm going to let you go because it's getting a little late. You got to catch up at playing tomorrow. You got to <laughs> you got to wing it out here to the West Coast. Uh, thank you so much for talking to us. I'm sure we'll talk to you uh, during the season, during the preseason, whenever we get a chance. So good luck on your flight. And uh, and I guess the next time we see you, you'll be in L.A. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is a blast and uh, I can't wait to, to get to know everyone even better. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys in L.A. All right. Thanks so much, Farai. Thank you, guys. All right, there he goes. Uh, Farai Matatu, the LA Galaxy's first round draft pick. Um, I don't know, and and I said this on Twitter, uh, certainly seeing the videos and, and everything that you sort of see, and you see the highlights and the whole deal, but seeing his reaction, hearing his words after the draft, sort of talking to, you know, sort of, you know, reading the articles about him. Um, by the way, I talked to Damian uh, Calhoun today who, who got to talk to Farai, and I'm like, you know, how was he? He's like, he's great. You're going to love him. And... I'll say right now that if you're not rooting for this guy to make it on the first team, and by the way, that's not guaranteed. I, I, I don't want to say that, but it's not guaranteed that uh, Farai is going to make the first team. In fact, there are some obstacles to him making it, one of which is that he's an international player. All right, so there are obstacles to him making that. Doesn't That doesn't mean that he couldn't land on LA Galaxy 2. It doesn't mean that they might sign him to a first-team contract but loan him down to LA Galaxy 2. There's a lot of things that could happen and shift and move and things that could happen that way. But if you're not rooting for that guy, I don't know I don't know what, what, what else you need. Um, and that's just from a human perspective. If you're not in the... The guy's parents had to go back to Zimbabwe whenever he was in middle school. I don't know about you guys, and I said this, and I mean it. I was not prepared to do anything in middle school. All right? I got to go on my Washington, D.C. trip, um, and I thought, you know, I was going to fly on an airplane for the first time by myself, you know, without my one of my parents there. And I'm like, no, nah, you're crazy. This, is, this, this probably can't be allowed. This is probably child abuse somewhere. There was no way... There's a lot of things that are going to be in his way to make this first team roster. We know that. Having said that, if you look, look and hear his story, how his older siblings have sort of helped him during this time, how, you know, a family within the city has helped him to be, you know, the man that he is getting the scholarship to Michigan State. Uh, he talks about and I didn't get a chance to ask him uh, about it, but he talked about changing his diet and focusing more on this stuff. Um, that's really where he had his breakthrough. So, I mean, again, from the human side of things, uh, from the human side of things, you have to sit there and, and be rooting for this guy. I don't care if you're a reporter or anything else. You, I always want people to, to, to do well. I, I think that there's a misconception that, you know, somehow whenever we're sitting in the press box, we're rooting against things to, I, I want people to do well. Have both teams do really well so that way you can see a great game, right? But 
This kid has skills and he has the determination that if there's a wall in front of him, that he will figure out a way over it, around it, through it. He will figure that out. And that's just that's just what the impression I get with him talking with him and reading the stuff. And I read the articles and I felt like I already knew him. Um, so, so the, I mean, this is, this is where you're at with him. Again, there's some hurdles. There's some hurdles to this. We can talk about the hurdles, um, as we go forward, but God, I would hate to bet against this guy. Absolutely would hate to bet against him. Um, absolutely a, amazing young man right now. Uh, Farai Mutatu is, is headed to the yellow galaxy. He's headed to camp. We will see what happens with the galaxy and how they incorporate him into the team. But I'm telling you sometime. Some there's some way I feel like he's going to find a way to play. All right. And and we'll we'll sort of talk about that a little bit. We talked about um, for I and, and let me give you a little bit of his uh, of his background, too, in terms of stats and, and things like that. Uh, he had seven goals and three assists in 17 matches in 2021, finished his Michigan State career with 13 goals and eight assists in 67 appearances. Um, he made 67 total appearances, 44 starts. We had the 13 goals and eight assists across a four-year career with the Spartans, so 2018 to 2021. Um, was named to the All-Big Ten second team after leading Michigan State with seven goals and adding three assists during the 2021 campaign. The forward registered two goals and two assists in 18 games played, 17 starts during his sophomore season in 2019. He's born in Zimbabwe uh, and has registered three goals and three assists in 2018, was named to the Big Ten All-Freshman team. Um, this is a guy who sprouted you know, sort of wings in this, in this later section of his, um, of his, you know, career, his college career. Uh, and really he, he looks at it and says, you know, there was some determination there to get better. There was, um, you know, a change in diet and just eating right. Uh, and, you know, in order to progress his game that way. And so that's, that's where he sort of is winger. Everybody's sort of projecting him at winger. If you look at the LA galaxy, it's actually, it's actually position of need. Um, so if the galaxy can figure out the, you know, the, the international slot thing, which currently the LA galaxy have, even if we take Carlos Harvey out, we have seven of eight spots, um, seven of eight. And I'll tell you all about that too, but just uh, again, they're up against it. So if they signed him, then does that mean they're not going to bring in another designated player? We expect the designated players can be international. They're going to go out and buy a slot as well. They could do that. So they have eight slots. They have seven filled. That's what we see. So that's where that's where we're we're looking at uh, at Fry. But um, thank you to uh, to Kevin over at the LA Galaxy for setting this up. And he was sort of like, I don't think he's going to want to do it, man. It's pretty late. And I'm like, I get it. I go, maybe you could just ask him because I'd really like our listeners to 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 join in and to hear from him. And the response was pretty immediate. He was like, yeah, he says he's all for it. He goes, unless you want to do a tape. And I was like, I, I don't have time to do a tape. That was on me. Um, cause I was busy, uh, this afternoon. Um, uh, so I, I couldn't do a tape segment and then play it back. Plus, I don't know. I always feel like it's better when it's live. That's just me. It's also less work for me. So I, I enjoy that as well. So, um, that's where you're, you're sitting with, uh, Farai. But again, I, if you're, if you're not rooting for him, you don't have a heart, you don't have eyes, you don't have ears, um, to be able to hear, uh, what this kid is doing. Uh, the LA galaxy made a second round draft pick in Callum Johnson, uh, he's a midfielder, uh, 42nd overall pick. So in two seasons, he played at Clemson University, uh, prying transferring from Boston College. Uh, Johnson made 43 appearances, 38 starts, and added eight goals and nine assists for the Clemson Tigers during a standout 2021 campaign in which he gained in an extra year of eligibility due to the COVID-19. Uh, 
Johnson registered three goals, five assists en route to helping Clemson win the 2021 NCAA Men's Soccer Championship and the ACC Championship. In 2020, the New York Red Bulls Academy product logged five goals and four assists in 20 games, played 19 or, or played. Um, he had 19 starts in there and helped the Tigers claim the 2020 ACC Championship. Uh, in three seasons at Boston College, the midfielder logged eight goals and seven assists in 52 games, played 28 starts um, in his career for the Eagles. So um, that's uh, that's sort of where we sit with uh, with Callum Johnson. Listen, here's the thing. Former Red Bulls Academy product is something that you should pay attention to because the Red Bulls have had a very good academy um, going to college, doing all that. He is now, um, you know, we'll see where he sort of lands and how he's going. But again, when we're looking at this, and if you look at the LA Galaxy 2 roster, there's some LA Galaxy 2 roster spots available. I expect these guys going to come into camp. I expect Greg Vanny to take a look at them, and I expect that they will they will try to and you know keep them if they can. Um, so we'll see where um, we'll see where we have to have to sort of go with that. Um, do we have to buy Callum Johnson's rights? Commercial Underground asks. Um, the technic, I, I think no is the answer. You don't. Um, because he had he showed for the draft and was picked in the draft, and therefore the LA Galaxy have his rights now. Now there's always a question: if you put him down to USL, do you have USL rights that you have to worry about? It's it's above my pay grade. Last time the answer was no, uh, and I forget who it was who signed with SKC. They signed an actual contract with SKC in USL um, for their second team, and then ended up still playing for LA Galaxy too. I can't remember if it was a uh, dub or whatever it was. So anyway. Um, that's uh, Callum Johnson coming in as well. And then the third pick in the third round was uh, Chandler Vaughn. He's a defender. Uh, and for Chandler, uh, Vaughn was selected by the Galaxy after logging two goals and four assists and 30. Don't you love it whenever they give defenders goals and assists? I mean, assists is one thing. Goals, it's like, who cares? How many stops did the guy have? How many tackles, you know? Um, that was, uh, it's actually one of the Hammer's biggest pet peeves is whenever you show a defender, um, and then you show only the goals that he scores. I think that was a Leardam thing. How many? How many? Uh, how many goals did Leardam? He's a defender. Show him assists. I mean, goals are good, but you know, show the show the defensive stance. Nobody ever records those. Nobody ever logs those. Um, Vaughn was selected by the Galaxy after logging two goals and four assists and 33 appearances, 31 starts, and two seasons played at St. Louis uh, University. 2020-2021. Uh, in 2021, the defender notched one goal and two assists in 19 games played. Uh, St. Louis University. It's probably St. Louis University, or do I, am I supposed to make it all Louis? I don't know, and I'm not gonna. I'm sure somebody will tell me I'm saying it wrong, regardless. So it doesn't matter. Uh, two assists in 19 games played, 17 starts helped the Bilkins to an undefeated regular season, Atlantic 10 Conference regular season, and tournament titles and an NCAA quarterfinal appearance. The DC United Academy product again. DC United transferred to St. Louis University from the University of Pittsburgh in 2018-19, where he registered two assists in 26 career games played. 16 starts uh, in his freshman campaign in 2018. Vaughn was named to the ACC all-freshman team after registering two assists and 18 appearance, 15 starts for the Panthers. Um, so that's where you are. Um, that's where the LA Galaxy are because then they had a second, third round pick. The 70th overall, so just 10 picks after Chandler Vaughn. Um, and they went ahead and passed on that pick. So, um, by the way, if you look at the LA Galaxy's draft history, and I've tweeted out the complete draft history, um, I am uh, I am looking at uh, all the players and stuff like that. The passing starts like relatively 
like relatively late in all this. And, and it's funny because you, you wouldn't expect that. Right. But Bruce Arena started passing. The other thing is that there's also these are super draft picks. Right. And there's also a um, a supplemental draft. And that's not logged on here. And a lot of the supplemental drafts were passed on. But um, certainly you can see a pass in the fourth round in 2018 from the L.A. Galaxy. I have a pass from the L.A. Galaxy in the third round in 2016 a pass in 2014 in the fourth round. That was Bruce Arena. Galaxy only had a second round pick and then a fourth round pick. I'm um, trying to see if there's any other passes. I think that might have been it. I think that was the one of the first passes um, that the LA Galaxy had was in 2014 after winning an MLS Cup. They drafted Kyle Venter um, in the second round and then passed in the fourth round altogether. So... So everybody asks, and by the way, Jordan says, I don't get why they pass. Why don't you just get somebody? Um, there's yes and no. And I understand it. Somebody said, well, what's the risk? You know, what's the risk involved if, if the LA galaxy drafted somebody and then didn't use them? Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I know Dave Denholm and I used to argue about this all the time. There is a risk and it was recently pointed out to me. And the risk is that if you're bringing these guys into train, then they're taking up minutes from somebody else. So you don't want to just bring somebody in for no reason. Remember, you have LA Galaxy 2 guys that are probably going to be training with the main team. Uh, you have some guys who are who are professionals who need that time, right? And so you don't really want to sit up and say, oh, we're going to draft this guy even though we don't think there's any chance they're going to make the team, right? Because then they're taking time away from somebody else and you don't want to take time away from somebody else. It's been the argument down at LA Galaxy 2 about guys who have left or sat out for a year or have gone to Europe and then coming back and they're like, well, why don't you just bring them back? It's like, well, you're going to take time away from guys who have stayed with the program and are progressing and may have passed these guys who weren't playing as much. So there is a logic to passing, um, which is you're not going to waste anybody's time and you're not going to commit yourself to something that you're going to have to do. I mean, you know, we, we talked about the, the hurdles. I mean, uh, Johnson and Vaughn have some serious hurdles. There is not a lot of space on this LA Galaxy roster. These are more than likely guys they got for LA Galaxy 2. Uh, Farai could be a player, possibly, that makes a senior team. Um, nobody automatically gets any contracts, by the way, and, and Herbert asked that. Do draft picks get immediately contracts to either G2 or the main squad? No, they don't. In fact, you don't have to sign anybody. Did you say that again? Oh, good. Uh, six. Siri apparently is talking to me. I don't know. It's probably my watch. Um, but anyway, it's, it is not, um, guaranteed at all. There is nothing that you don't have to sign them. You get rights. If you offer them a contract, they don't take it. Um, I'm thinking you might get their rights, even if you don't offer them a contract and maybe they want to go somewhere else, but I, I can't remember off the top, but there is no guarantee that you get a tr contract. There's no guarantee that you get to, to galaxy Two. nothing. There's no guarantee. Farai is headed out here to Los Angeles. He will train with them. So is, you know, um, you know, Callum and, and, and Chandler as well. They're all on their way out here to train with the LA galaxy. Once the season starts, there's no guarantee that anything is going to happen. Um, so that's, that's something to sort of keep in mind. Um, so it's, it's one of those to sort of watch and, and see how the draft goes and sort of, you know, what that means. So there is a good reason for passing. Cause I don't think you should waste people's times if you're not going to not going to sign them. Right. That's, that's my opinion. Don't waste your time if you're not going to sign them. Um, so it, it's something to pay attention to. Uh, Logan was saying Zardis was on the second team. Zardis was actually at an Academy signing. He was supposed to go through and be a draft pick, but the galaxy 
saddled him with just enough academy time that he was able to be a homegrown. Although if you want to talk about somebody probably fudging dates and pushing things around, that may have happened just so the galaxy could keep Sardis and keep him local and, and all those things. So that probably happened as well. Um, but yeah, it was just, uh, you know, I thought, uh, my tweet of the day was, uh, about the MLS super draft, which was this MLS, the MLS super draft is the biggest. This could have been an email ever, ever. And for the most part, that was true. Um, I watched like two hours to get to the LA Galaxy's pick and I was, I think I fell asleep at one point in the car waiting for, for the, the 21st pick to come around. That being said, a wonderful moment with Brian. You can't, you can't, that's what people always want to argue. Well, you would miss that moment. Absolutely. If you got rid of the MLS super draft, you would miss that moment. Having said that, if the LA Galaxy had identified him through scouting, let's pretend that happens. Uh, if they had identified him through scouting and they got him and they signed him and then they talked about his story and they did all this stuff, would you not also have that? Um, so anyway, that's 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 just something. I, again, I think these players all deserve a chance, but the hill they're all going to have to climb to make this team or even LA Galaxy 2, I expect will be a steep one. So something to watch and we'll keep you sort of eyed on that. Uh, let's get you to a signing that uh, has occurred. The LA Galaxy did a re-sign or sign to a new contract, Victor Vasquez. The reason we know that is because Victor uh, was posting on his Instagram stories again about him flying from France to uh, to L.A. And he's showing I think that's a business that that looks like a lay flat seat whenever I look at it. Lucky, I, I don't. Has anybody ever gone in a lay flat seat? They look amazing. I've never been that that wealthy to ever do it. I flew first class once. It was when my ex-wife and I were flying and she's a flight attendant and we got bumped up to first class. It was wonderful. Um, so that's, uh, that was sort of it. But anyway, Victor Vasquez flying with the, uh, the lay flat seat, um, from, it looks like from France, it was probably from, from Paris, um, after he connected in Spain, he's been living in Spain, obviously. Uh, and then his family, I think stays in Spain. So they don't come with him whenever he comes out here for these, uh, for these, these trips, um, this, this time to come. But anyway, he tagged the LA galaxy and was like, see you soon on my way. Um, so he was headed. So it's uh, it's interesting. I imagine, and like I said, I think it's France to L.A. or Fran It was uh, Spain to France, and then France to um, L.A. for whatever that was happening. It, whatever, it doesn't really matter. But Victor Vasquez is coming back. Um, that seems a lock and for certain. So Victor Vasquez uh, expecting to sign probably a one plus one again. So one year contract with one year option again. Victor's going to turn thirty five in like what ten days? No, in, in a week, in seven days. So on the uh, on the twentieth, he will turn thirty five. So he's thirty five. He played sixteen hundred and thirty two minutes last year uh, in twenty twenty one for the Galaxy. Twenty eight games played, twenty one games started scored three goals and had six assists um if you're wondering about victor vasquez and his impact on the la galaxy it's a big one uh victor vasquez has the third highest goals plus assists per 90 minutes out of anybody on the la galaxy uh he has a 0.44 uh Jovulich, by the way has a 0.50 of goals plus assists per 90 uh that's what happens whenever you score some goals and make some assists in limited minutes uh, that number shoots way up but uh chicharito had the highest almost a one he's 0.99 goals plus plus assists per 90 most of those were goals for for chicharito in in 2021 but you add a 35-year-old who's going to take up an international slot. So this was whenever I was saying that there, if you take Carlos Harvey off, then there are now seven international slots that are being used, only one available, which is why it's hard to expect that Farai is going to be one of those guys unless they go out and buy another one, right? So that's why the first team, because we're still expecting a designated player. 
Um, I will tell you, I don't expect any sort of announcement for that this week. Um, I told you this was going to be a quiet week. I think everything's going to go into camp quiet. Uh, but I think the LA Galaxy are pressing hard in the next two to three weeks to get their big signings in before the season starts. This is very important to them. And I think that they learned a lesson last year um, just in terms of getting guys and getting them in camp and and sort of, you know, trying to to get them acclimatized uh, for for what the LA Galaxy are trying to do. And so the sooner you can start that uh, familiarization, as soon as you can bring people into camp, as soon as Greg can get a feeling for where they play and all those things, the better. I'm still expecting, if I'm the LA Galaxy, and this is not no inside knowledge on this, but if I'm the LA Galaxy, I'm expecting it's a, it's a central attacking midfielder. The Galaxy need a CM of some sort, a central midfielder of some sort. Uh, it's the one place they are extremely low on every game, every minute sort of talent. You now have Victor Vasquez, who's 35. You have Sasha Kleshin, who's older as well, right? So those two guys will be able to play in the midfield, and they're probably going to be able to play a supporting role of some type. But you can't expect those two to play each play 45 minutes, although it's not a horrible idea. It's just not going to work. So you expect the LA Galaxy to spend a designated player. You know, they, I think they were looking at Pavone in terms of a DP on the wing, I still think a TAM player on the wing and a DP in the center is sort of what the LA Galaxy need and have needed for years. Um, but that's all up against the clock right now. Um, and so it's, uh, you know, Victor Vasquez brings a tremendous amount when he's on the field, but nobody is going to confuse him with a guy who can go out and play 90 minutes. Maybe if you have one game, if you have one game, you know that you have to get a result in. You want a guy like Victor Vasquez on the ball. He is magic whenever he's on there. His soccer IQ is the roof. It's like having a coach on the field. All those things are great. That being said, he takes up an international slot, which you know, um, and he's not good for, you know, any more than 45 to 60 minutes. Um, and that's pushing it. So, you know, you look through a long season of 34 games, a lot of travel, a lot of going places. Uh, that's going to take its toll. Same with Sasha Kleshin, right? I mean, Sasha Kleshin played 31 games last year. Victor Vasquez played in 28 games. These guys had huge impacts on the LA Galaxy and they had huge numbers in terms of their presence on the field um, you know, and what that does to the LA Galaxy when they're on the field. The LA Galaxy were not as good without Victor Vasquez on the field last year. Um, now you can say that that's, that's a, a product of not having any other choices and some of that is true, but when you look at the goals and assists player 90, that's those guys are the guys who affect games. Victor Vasquez affects games. Sasha Kleshin affects games. Um, you know, Chicharito affects games. There's a surprise. Uh, Jovalich, that number bodes so well for them, for him. Um, I really would love to see Jovalich starting to get like 30 minutes at the end of games. Uh, and I think with Cabral probably getting starts up top, uh, in more of a two man up top, I think that Jovalich is going to get that time in that sub position. So, Super interesting. By the way, it went. Uh, if we're looking at goals and assists plus uh, goals and goals plus assists per ninety, it went Hernandez, Jovalich, Vasquez, Kleschen, Legette, Cabral, Alvarez, Zubac, Grandsir, Ravelison, Arajo, Steres, and Williams to sort of round that out. Williams at point one one goals and assists per ninety um, was in there. Jonathan Dos Santos, by the way, point zero five. Um, so you want to talk about a guy the Galaxy did not get anything out of last year, which was evident. It was Jonathan Dos Santos. So, um, but if you also look, the LA Galaxy lost Sebastian Legette, who had a very you know reasonable .34 goals and assists per game. I mean, if you can add these guys together and keep these guys away, uh, you know, together, then you can you can get some of that. So, um, you know, I think there's going to be a chance for Jovalich. Like I said, I think there's going to be a chance for Jovalich to push Cabral out of the way. 
Um, maybe push Cabral to the wing instead of being starting up top with Chicha. Maybe that's the answer. Um, there's a lot of answers right now. I was sort of going through the through the roster, uh, by the way, and and taking a look at where the LA Galaxy are in terms of of roster spots and and not just roster spots. So 24 players signed with uh, with Vasquez on that list, right? Um, yeah, 24 with Vasquez on that list. Uh, we're sort of looking at him. Uh, as a spot starter in some cases. But if you look at that, if you had to make a lineup with everybody who's on the team right now, what would you do? And the bottom line is that I think I still go with either a one and one up top or or two side by side with Cabral and Chicha right now. Um, Jovalich is going to change my mind in this preseason, I'm telling you right now. Um, Grand Sur on the left for me, Vasquez and Revelison in the center. Uh, and then you can play Leerdam and Araujo either at winger, either or, and flip-flop those guys for me. Viafania at left back, Williams the center back, uh, Depew or, or Sega Koulibaly, either way, those guys are fine. Jonathan Bond back there. There is a starting lineup here. Uh, the, but the bottom line for me is that there is who's the game changer in Chicha's up there. Vasquez is a smart IQ guy, but he can't play every minute. So I'm really looking for Araujo to be pushed back to right back or to sit in right back. And who's going to play the right wing. And do you drop Cabral into that right wing or flip flop Cabral and Grand Sear? So that way they play opposites. And does Jovalich go up there as well? Um, so Jovalich has a chance to get into this, but the Galaxy still have a hole in the center for me. You can't have Vasquez and Revelison in the center. Uh, Vasquez is too slow to sort of play that defensive role, and we know he likes to talk more on the wings anyway. So there's a lot of stuff here that is unsettled for me, but if we were going to play that lineup, there would only be one new face on the field, and that would be Kelvin Leardam, who is a veteran and could surely slot into the right back role or that right wing role fairly easily without doing too much. So the LA Galaxy, when we look at it, and one of the reasons you're not seeing a lot of signings and you're not seeing a lot of numbers is the LA Galaxy already have numbers. They already have their guys. Um, so that's where you're sitting with the with the galaxy. They are at 24 players. They can add six more total. You'd expect that there might be one or two LA galaxy two signings that get, get called up and then loaned down. That's a possibility. So there's some more room there that you could possibly open up maybe one or two slots. That way you could go down in 22, which would give you eight more signings. But the bottom line is that for a starting lineup and what the LA galaxy need, they're looking at two players. They're looking at a winger, and I would say a TAM, a targeted allocation money winger, so in the $1.6 million range per year, right? And you're looking at a DP, and I think that person comes in the in the center. So um, we talked about it um, as we sort of go to rumors here. I want to I start transitioning into, into rumors. But we started, uh, we talked about the LA Galaxy and why Rusnak, Albert Rusnak, who was announced as a sounder today, would have been so cheap if they even if they would have thrown a bunch of money at him, I think he made two point three million dollars last year, um, if I remember correctly from when we were looking it up. But even if you paid him, let's say you overpaid him and you gave him three or four million dollars a year, whatever you're going to do to that central attacking midfield role that you don't know if they're going to be able to play MLS and if they get sort of get it and the whole deal. Whatever happens in that center midfield is going to cost you way more than four million dollars. The transfer fee alone for somebody they're probably going to go after is going to be four to six million dollars is my guess. And then you're probably going to pay two to three million dollars on top of salary. So this is where you look at, you know, the galaxy and and what they have to do now, which is go outside. They have guys. I know that they're working behind the scenes. I know it's quiet. I think they know it's quiet, um, but they are working to sort of figure that out and, and get that. I. <laughs> it would be fun for somebody to be sit, sitting here and say, 
don't worry, you can trust them. They're going to get it right. But they don't have that track record. Uh, Greg Vanny gets a new sort of, you're new Greg Vanny, so you get more benefit of the doubt for sure. Um, but we're still not 100% sure on what that structure looks like in the front office um, and sort of how that happens and how that gets signed and who's scouting and who's providing the names and who's making the decisions. And, you know, I think Toronto, um, the Toronto GM said, I went on, you know, football manager and I started looking up or I went on transfer market and started looking up at all the, the, uh, the Italian national team players who had contracts expiring this summer. And that's how we found Insigne. Um, so that was, that's where you're at. Right. I mean, that's it. I know people want to say that, you know, oh, well, the galaxy can do the galaxy can do that. Um, so that's uh that's they absolutely can. By the way, uh, Commercial Underground says any word on Carlos Harvey? There were some social media posts showing him back in Panama. He is in Panama. He's with Toro FC, which is his old club, and he's doing preseason training with them. And then he will be up here. That's what I was told today by the LA Galaxy. So Carlos Harvey's not going anywhere. Still expecting that he did get a green card. By the way, um, so just keep that in mind as as we go forward. But we're accounting for that already. Um, even in our numbers uh, right now, because my my list of of roster players right now shows an eight, a total of eight internationals, because I can't check um, Carlos Harvey off until we get official word on that. But we expect that that's the case. So they have seven of eight spots for the internationals. So that's where you're at. I do not think. And by the way, Patrick says, I think it would be a bad idea to wait till summer to get a 10, but they got to get the right guy. Yes, they do. And I don't think they're going to wait. It doesn't seem like that. I, I think that I think that they saw when guys arrived last year and how they it took them a while to sort of get settled and how it unsettled the team. I don't think they want to do that. Uh, as I pointed out in my in my um, you know lineup sort of theory, there is that you know there's only one or two new guys that are going to be on the field. That's huge for the galaxy. You would expect that cohesion will be a lot easier to achieve early on and will last throughout the year. Um, whenever everybody has played together. So I do not think that the LA Galaxy are going to wait. I think they're going to try to get everybody in camp and going before the season starts. Um, and so that's that's sort of where I think we're sitting uh, with the LA Galaxy and their additions. Now, we can go to some roster, uh, or not some roster, but some, to some rumors as well. Um, the Diego or Diego, the Douglas Costa rumor out of Brazil. Uh, remember Douglas Costa is with Gremio in the second division of Brazilian soccer. He's currently a Juventus player, but he's being loaned out there. Um, it absolutely, there's absolutely interest by the LA galaxy. There absolutely was interest. There were things going on. There is at least some indications out of Brazil that the, um, that, uh, Costa wants to stay with in Brazil. Now, I wouldn't say that's the end of everything um, because I don't think it is. I don't know if it's a a bargaining tactic or it's that the Galaxy decided that there was too much baggage there and was sort of like, hey, I'm not we're, we're not going to go forward. And then Costa's like, well, that's OK, because I wanted to stay here anyway. You know how that happens, right? It's like, oh, you don't want to take me to the prom? That's cool, because I was going to go with this person anyway. So I'm just going to stay here and go with them. And yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. By the way, shout out to John for a five dollar super chat. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Um so, so for Costa and sort of the way that he, um, that he operates, 
you know, if you get the correct motivation, we've talked about this before. If you get the correct motivation in the correct spot, Douglas Costa is probably one of the better players um, that you could bring in. And I don't think he would be on a designated player contract. I believe it would be on a a targeted allocation money contract. That being said, um, there's certainly some some reports out of Brazil that indicate that he's not going anywhere. And that may be because the Galaxy said, we don't want you. We're good. Or it may be because, um, you know, he really does want to stay. So it doesn't see like that's going to happen. Uh, the Teji Savanier, uh, which is, by the way, the better rumor of those two. And this is um, the Montpellier uh, central attacking midfielder in France. One of the top rated midfielders in French football um, playing in Ligue 1. And I that we talked about, I, I said at the beginning that we would talk about rumors that are going to wither on the vine and die and go away. That one's one of them. I don't think there's anything behind that. Um, the more I ask around, the more I talk, I I think that's dead. So I would not put any stock whatsoever, um, in the, uh, in that particular rumor. I think that's gone, but I know the galaxy are trying to move and trying to get some things and some things are happening. So we'll see if that, that pans out, but it's not going to happen before camp. And like we said, camp starts on Saturday. They have physicals on Saturday. They have, they have training on Sunday. It's expected that everybody, uh, Farai and all the draft picks as well. will be in camp for Sunday start. Um, everybody will do their testing and the coronavirus testing. Listen, I think that's another thing that sort of needs to be pointed out is that during this Omicron surge, I would expect that camp gets interrupted by coronavirus. Um, so it's one of those things that just keep you, it's going around everybody. I mean, there's people in and around my office who have gotten it too. And so far we've been able to avoid all that. Um, Eric and I were talking about, have you seen the tweet where it says, I, I feel like I've been playing a game of dodgeball for the last two years, uh, trying to avoid coronavirus and you got, and, and the front lines are thinned, right? I love dodgeball in, in high school and, uh, and junior high, by the way. So. Um, that's really, really fun. Yeah. I, I, I keep, you know, everybody's asking for names. I don't know. I don't know who they're going after. I don't have that. I know that there is, I know that there is movement and there is paper being shuffled and things are, they're trying to get that. And they are very aware. I think of the perception of LA galaxy fans right now of them not doing anything. Um, I would hope, I think they should hope that they don't pay any attention to that. They should pay no attention to what you think. Um, in terms of who they sign and how fast they do it in the whole deal. Um, so, uh, I'm just saying that that's, you know, that's one of those things. So I would expect that everybody's back in training camp um, on Sunday. And then we start. I mean, it goes. Uh, the Galaxy are expected to spend some time in, you know, Palm Springs slash Indio. That's still going to happen. I heard through some uh, some listeners who are in our Discord. And again, if you haven't joined our Discord, you're missing. There's 900 of us in there. There's always at least five or 10 people in there who want to talk about the Galaxy, want to argue about the Galaxy. I'm in there for most of the day whenever I can be. Um, so if you want a direct connection, come join our Discord because I think it's one of the best places to discuss the LA Galaxy. Um, and I do drop things in the Discord sometimes before I drop them anywhere else or I drop feelings that I have um, you know, in the discord before I drop it anywhere else. So, you know, on the Savanier thing, I've sort of been like, I don't know if this is going to be happening. Um, this doesn't seem like it's a real thing. So, um, just keep that in mind. Um, if you're, if you're looking for a place is, is at our discord and the links usually in all of our podcasts and, and all of our YouTube videos, that link is there for you and you can find it. So, um, that's sort of, uh, where we sit with those two rumors. And outside of that, it's sort of like, well, who else? And the answer is, I don't know. Um, and so it's going to be a waiting game here, but again, the galaxy are going to have 24 players plus LA galaxy two players showing up to camp. It's not like they can't have a camp. It's just, it feels well short because they're missing two players. They're missing two impactful players that they don't have right now. Um, 
and and I would love to be able to tell you. And we're working on it. We're trying to get Greg Vanny on a show, um, and he was busy tonight. I was trying to do do back to back here and, and sort of talk to Greg and have that be our show for today. And really, we could dig into some of the stuff with him. But there has to be somebody has to come out and figure out this pecking order of what's going on in the front office and explain it in a way that we all can understand. Um, because it feels like, um, and this is me, my own opinion. It feels like it's rudderless right now, and it has felt that way. So. I think they have a lot of do, lot to do to sort of repair the public trust um, in LA Galaxy fans and and sort of build that up. So um, that's 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 my two cents on that. Whenever we're uh, we're sort of looking at it, but uh, I was told by somebody in the uh, in the Discord that they talked to their season ticket rep and that they were not, and then the rep was not expecting that there would be fans at Golchella this year. I don't know that I asked. Um, I didn't get a response on that. At least I don't think I did. Let's why don't, how we, why don't we check real quick? Um, let's see. I'm trying to see. Nope. Nope. Just text messages from my sister. Um, but um, it's it, it doesn't look like that is 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 going to happen this time. So no fans. Uh, at Golchella, uh, the Galaxy probably you'll still spend about two weeks in the desert training, so that'll happen. Uh, I don't know if media will be allowed to go or anything like that. If it is, maybe I'll try to get out there. Um, but you know, I got the two-year-old, and he gets angry for that stuff. Man, kids are fun, but they are get so angry sometimes. Um, it's a little bit like Nigel de Young. The flip, the switch flips, and all of a sudden cars are being flung across the room. But anyway, um, so that's where we're at with Golchella right now. I will. I will look and I will try to figure that out. I don't know about G2 either. Um, I don't know about G2 having fans this year either. I don't know yet because there was, by the way, um, it was one of the things I wanted to talk about. And so we can talk about it here as we're sort of rounding stuff up and, and getting ready to go. But the LA Galaxy 2 did announce their USL championship regular season schedule. Uh, it is out. They open with the San Diego Loyal on Saturday, March 12th down in San Diego. And their first home game is Saturday, March 19th against San Antonio FC. All the games are available on ESPN Plus. They close it out with Las Vegas Lights uh, FC, which is the LAFC uh, team uh, at Dignity Health Sports Park. This is, I don't know if it's the last season of LA Galaxy 2. Um, I don't. And, uh, you know, in, in terms of, are they going to keep the name whenever they go to MLS next? Are they going to keep the two names? Um, or are they just going to be the LA Galaxy that play in MLS next? Is there not going to be any separation from that? But um, technically speaking, this is the last year for the LA Galaxy playing in the USL Championship unless something drastically changes. Um, so I don't expect that it's going to. I expect that they'll have to move into that. I think they're going to do it with reservations. Uh, I know Dennis DeClosa had reservations. He told us on our show last year they had reservations about going to MLS next and the the quality of play that it provides versus what they're able to do in USL. Um, but yeah, that's where, uh, the LA galaxy Two their schedule is out. I don't know about fans yet. Um, I will let you know as soon as I know and, uh, and we'll go, but it's listen, the pace is picking up at the galaxy front office. I used to be able to get questions answered really fast and I know they're busy, so they're, I'm not getting questions answered as, as quickly, which by the way, that's, that's fine. I don't have, that's not a complaint that is understanding that they are, are maxed out with a lot of things. Um, right now, another little update, by the way, before we, uh, we go off is that David Bingham, uh, signed again. And I say again, although it wasn't widely known that he was with the Portland Timbers last year, he kind of signed, but never really dressed and never really showed up and, uh, was more like driving around in his car most of the time, I think. But 
he was on like an $81,000 contract last year. He signed again with uh, with the Portland Timbers just to sort of keep you updated on like former LA Galaxy players. This is the first time that I remember they actually officially announced it. Um, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, John, John by the way, uh, in the chat room is pointing out, I don't get the no fans in Indio thing. I don't either, which is why I asked. So this is prelim, all right? Don't take it with a grain of salt. I ha- do, don't know for sure, but I am asking and I'm supposed to hear an answer, I guess, uh, as soon as they can get back one back to me and then I'll have a definitive answer. I think that the details of that tournament are still coming together. Okay, so I just maybe pump the brakes a little bit. Um, and then we can we can rock and roll. So uh, that's sort of where we we sit with the LA Galaxy. I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I wanted to get to. David Bingham there. I got you through the rumors. I got you through all the rest. If you have any questions, now would be the chance to get them. Uh, fire up a super chat and you can get your question answered. And maybe this is the time um, because usually we have lots to talk about. But with five minutes still left in the show, um, I'm more than happy to answer questions. Um, and you know, however, however we can, uh, we can facilitate your understanding of the LA galaxy always, please. I, you know, I know I I probably don't say it enough, but corner of the galaxy at gmail.com will get you to me. Um, I know lots of people have, have sent me emails and I usually try to respond immediately. Um, and so please feel free to reach out if you ever have questions or comments or anything else. Um, and so we'll just, we'll, we'll take a look at that and sort of see where it goes. Um, and, and how it goes, you know, forever. And by the way, uh, super Anthony says is people off the payroll officially. Yes, there absolutely is. Uh, any word on the new kits and when they will be released from, uh, from Jaime there, Jaime or Jamie. Uh, I don't, I don't pretend to know. Um, I, 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 I have asked, it's going to come out on a league schedule, right? Everybody gets their window to announce their kit and the league mandates when that window is when you're allowed to do it. I've been told that as soon as the LA Galaxy know their window that I will know. Um, again, I'm trying to do stuff to sort of, you know, uh, trying to figure it out. So um, let's see, new kits. I don't know what they look like, I should say. Uh, no idea. Uh, I, they haven't showed them to me. Uh, if they do show them to me, I'm pretty sure I'll be under a non-disclosure agreement. So I'll probably tell you that I haven't seen them anyway. But for real, I haven't seen them. Um, you know, that's one of the things. Uh, Patrick says we need another CB. You got Jalen Neal. Uh, you got Fracranis back there as well. I wonder if one of those guys doesn't come back up because as you sit right now, you have Depew or Sega Koulibaly who will back up Williams and whoever is the second uh, the the second center back. And so you have the third one backing them up. Then you probably need one more. And so I would imagine that Jalen Neal has taken that step forward um, and and sort of can can be in there. That's my guess right now. Vanny signed another an extra CV last year. Uh, sort of over me, but they got rid of Dan Stairs. They have not replaced that yet with any sort of signing. Um, so I, that's why I'm sort of feeling that there's a, there's a thing. Um, is there, uh, is there anything new about the new parking lot that will be star Wars stuff? I don't know. Yeah. George, did you see that? Has, have you, have you guys been watching the, the Boba Fett thing? It's hysterical because my wife and I have not been watching it. And then we watched like the first two episodes. We're like, Oh man, this is awesome. You know, it's something to watch. I'm not going to say it's awesome. It's not something I sit there and try to like, you know, look at every detail, that type of thing. Um, But it was it was cool. I was watching it and I was, oh, this is cool. And then they show that the that the scenes in the desert. So the desert dunes and the I think the Tuscans uh, camp. Um, I think it's called the Tuscans. I could be wrong. I'm not a Star Wars genius whenever it comes to this stuff. But the Tuscans, uh, it was actually shot at the parking lot in uh, in in. Uh, in the galaxy's parking lot. It was right there. And then they put like blue screens around it and they shot it and that's how it worked. Um, so yeah, that's where it is. Um, I thought it was great. I think it's cool. I, I don't know. I mean like who cares? I always think it's great how 
you can find a way to utilize facilities in so many different ways, right? You have all this land, you have all this parking lot, you have this stuff for AEG. They're like, Hey, we can make some money on this. So, um, we'll see if, uh, we'll see what they're, they're done. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. I, I don't, I don't know that there's any other, uh, sort of stuff that I want to talk about or get through. Um, I want to make sure that, uh, that everybody's ready. We should have another show on Monday. I'm not anticipating that being done. I was trying to get Sophie or Eric on tonight to sort of join me in this. Um, I don't usually try to do single person shows, but I was trying to get them and, and they were both busy, which by the way, they're more than welcome to. Sophie did send me a picture, by the way, whenever she was talking about Tom Cruise and she said, oh, I have a picture. She sent me that picture. I've seen it. I can confirm her her uh her wild stories that she has uh alan says any word on a new statue for legends plaza no they haven't told me they likely don't they i mean you know realistically they try to keep these things as close to the best as they can and they really wouldn't want me um trying to trying to figure this you know have breaking the news on a lot of this stuff that's not that's not worth the uh the 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 glitter and the stories and like the la times and that type of thing it was funny i was talking to baxter um uh, again today and he, we were going back and forth and he's like, you know, I just, I just really like to squash rumors if they're not true. And I go, yeah. He goes, you know, really the last thing you want is guys like, you know, the Orange County Register or the LA Times or Corner of the Galaxy talking about a rumor that's not going to happen. And I'm like, that was really cute how you tried to make me feel better by putting me in the same as the, the LA Times or the uh, Orange County Register. He goes, you're probably more important. I said, that's not true either, but I appreciate your flattery and I like your storytelling uh, and how it goes. So, all right, that's where we're at. Um, LA Galaxy, I'm expecting that the, in the next two to three weeks, you're going to see those two impact players come into the team. That's my expectation right now, based off of what I'm hearing and sort of how that's going. All right, we're going to do our best to get Greg Vanny on the show as soon as we can, um, just so that we can talk to him. I don't expect him to answer our questions on rumors, but we need to at least ask on some of this stuff. So we'll do that. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. And I love, and I think the criticism is absolutely 100% out there right now where people are saying, look, Toronto FC is making all the moves the LA Galaxy should be making. 100%, 100% agree in terms of what has happened so far. Just you have to let it play out. Right. Vanny has a plan. The, the front office is supposed to have a plan. Let them plan. If it fails, if it doesn't go, then there's heads will roll. Um, we've talked about Chris Klein's contract being up this year. We talked about Dan Beckerman's contract being up this year. Um, I don't know how tied to to the to advancement, you know, for Dan Beckerman, whether he keeps his contract um, as president of AEG, how tied that is to the LA Galaxy success. But it's a piece of it. Um, and certainly the Kings haven't been glowing successes either. So um, you have to look at a, a lot of stuff um, whenever it comes to this. And you'd have to imagine those guys feel the pressure. The pressure is there. The pressure is absolutely there. The pressure is on there from the fans. The pressure is on there from the leagues. Um, looking at how much the LA Galaxy spend, you would expect they'd be in the upper half of the tables. Um, and that's not always not always the case. 50% chance this year for the LA Galaxy to make the playoffs, not make the playoffs. That's based off totally that there are 14 spots and seven people get in. That's it. That's why it's 50% chance. Uh, but if you know the LA Galaxy, uh, you should sit there and say, it's got to be greater than a 50% chance they missed the playoffs because in the last five years, they've only done it once. That's Those are facts. Um, how is this team trending? They treaded water last year, but it certainly was an improvement over the year before. Um, so if you see another step forward, then it comes because of cohesion and the players they got. People are saying, I, I think, a, and I think it's probably correct. A lot rests on who this third desi designated player is. Uh, no TV updates, by the way, no TV updates. That was asked in the chat room by Mr. Provino. Uh, nothing. And 
I'll say they don't have to f- have it figured out right away because that first game isn't until April 16th. I think that's one of those April 16th. Um, so it's not like it needs to happen right away. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where we're at. All right. Um, I think that'll do it. Uh, why don't we get on out of here then? Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. That's where you can find our podcast. That's where you can find all of our articles whenever I have time to write them. Uh, and so you can find it at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Please head over there, join our Discord, do all that stuff. A huge shout out to Farai. Uh, and just the absolute pleasure it was to get to talk to him on this very special day. So um, Farai Matatu on our show. Thank you to the LA Galaxy and Kevin over at the LA Galaxy for getting him on. Absolutely amazing to be able to talk to him. Hopefully that won't be the last time. All right. For Mr. Farai Matatu, I am Josh Patogesman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody. <laughs>